you are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. It's Tuesday, September 25th. We are just four days away from the Whiteout Showdown, Ohio State, Penn State, Saturday night at Beaver Stadium. Could decide the Big Ten East, could decide the Big Ten, could decide who goes to the conference, the conference, the college football playoff. It is a big game for many reasons. We're going to talk about some of those reasons on today's show. We will have our three things to know about the Ohio State game and uh, and this week. We're also going to have just a special segment this week about who should be Penn State's guest picker on college game day. That show is will be broadcast Saturday morning from Old Main Lawn. They actually announced that. Sandy Barber made that announcement on Twitter on Monday. We'll be back at Old Main, just where it was last year when Penn State hosted for Michigan. And uh, on the end of today's show, we're going to have our Big Ten power rankings for this week. A little bit of a spoiler alert. Ohio State and Penn State are 1 and 2 in those rankings. Uh, but you can see where the rest of the conference shakes out. We'll wrap up our show with that today. Uh, so that's today's show. On Monday's show, if you missed that, uh, we did talk a little bit about the Illinois game and what we saw and learned from Friday night in Penn State's a little bit concerning, but ultimately relieving uh, 39-point win over the Illini in Champaign on Friday night. John McGonigal from the Center Daily Times joined us on that show so I recommend you go and listen to that if you missed it and are looking for a little Illinois recap. We also talked about Ohio State, of course, it being Ohio State week. Uh, but you can find that episode and all of our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Really appreciate everyone who subscribes to the show and also leaves us a rating and review. So you can find that wherever you get your podcast. But today, what you can find on this show is... First of all, it's going to be our three things to know this week for Ohio State. So let's dive into that right now. And the first thing I think Penn State fans need to know this week is that Penn State does have a lot going for it this week. The question is, the big question is, will that be enough? Penn State is playing in a whiteout at Beaver Stadium. It is absolutely an advantage this offense is very good and is clicking a lot and can put up points very quickly it will be a test against Ohio State defense but man this offense looks better than a lot of people thought Trace McSorley finds ways to win games especially at Beaver Stadium he has never lost a home start Ohio State is playing without maybe its best player in Nick Bosa. We'll get into that a little more later, but he is officially out for Saturday night's game. And their quarterback, Ohio State, is bringing in a starting, a first-year starter in Dwayne Haskins, who is great, who's super talented, might be a first-round pick in the NFL draft next year, has a big arm. But this is the first time that he's at the college level is playing in a truly hostile environment. He did win in Dallas against TCU, but it technically was a neutral site game, not on TCU's campus. There were a lot of Ohio State fans there, Jerry World. So 
how will he handle that? Could that come into play? It, it would be good if it does for Penn State. So Penn State has those things going for it. On paper, Ohio State is still the more talented team. They're the Vegas favorite. They have the edge when you look at most of the personnel in this game. But Penn State has all those things going for it. And really the question is, will that be enough to make up for that small gap in talent that Ohio State has the advantage in and for that and for a Penn State defense that has not really looked great so far against some not not nearly as impressive offenses uh, so far in 2018. So that's what we're going to find out on Saturday night. I, I think that's what really boils down to. And can Penn State just get a couple more advantages in, in out of those things? Can they get a big play, whether it be a blocked field goal like they had or something on special teams? Maybe DeAndre Tompkins can spring a punt return if Penn State can force Ohio State to punt and all. Maybe K.J. Hamler does something special in kick returning. Maybe, I remember in 2012 when Ohio State visited, Penn State jumped out to an early lead with Mike Hall blocking a punt. So they do have some history of blocking kicks against Ohio State. Uh, An interception somewhere somehow would be huge if you could, or a fumble or something, or Tommy Stevens coming in. We talked about that yesterday. Maybe a trick play with Tommy Stevens on offense. Something big, I think, might be able to help Penn State tip the scales in its favor because I still think right now they're a little bit on Ohio State's side. So maybe Ohio State beats wins this game, let's say, three out of four times or two out of three times or whatever you want to say. But Penn State just needs this to be that one game. And I think if they get all these things that are on their side going the right way and just add a little bit more, maybe the defense does a little bit, plays it's going to have, probably have to play the best game of a season. Penn State's defense to get a win here. And if that happens, Penn State can get this win for sure. So a lot has to go right, but Penn State has a lot on its side. All right, second thing to know this week, and we mentioned a little bit there, Nick Bosa, Ohio State defensive end, will not be playing. He is officially ruled out. Urban Meyer confirmed this Monday in a press conference. He's maybe the best defensive lineman in the country. Ed Oliver at Oregon is probably the only other person in that conversation. And uh, he, he's, he's a terrific pass rusher. Nick Bosa is. He is disruptive. He is someone you have to account for at all times. He might be the top pick in the NFL draft in April. He missed last week's game uh, after he had surgery uh, on a core muscle. And it's something that's going to keep him out. Urban Meyer said for a few weeks, and actually the athletic uh, had a report that he's going to be out. I think they talked to Nick Bosa's father and said he's going to be out until at least November. So he's going to miss a good chunk of his his junior season, but by all accounts will be his last season at Ohio State before he heads to the NFL. He is someone who can change a game each time he is takes a snap on the field because of his ability to get to the quarterback and be disruptive. Um, his absence is a huge break for Penn State, and it's one less thing for that offensive line, which has been p- pretty good in 2018 so far, and I think improving as the weeks have gone on since the Appalachian State game. And I think that it's great news for them. Ohio State's defensive line is still very deep. 
under the tutelage of Larry Johnson over there. They still have another, I mean, they certainly have some guys to worry about, including Chase Young, who's a terrific sophomore defensive end, who will probably get a little more, uh, probably his snap counts will go up a little bit with, with Bosa being hurt. He's a guy who could be a, a top five pick in 2020. So, I mean, it's not like Ohio State isn't going to have a talented defensive line and, and a strong pass rush, but it's just not quite at the level as where it could be. And as I mentioned earlier, Penn State needs things to stack up on its side, maybe a little more than usual. And that's another thing they have going for it. And hopefully Penn State can use that to its advantage because we saw what happened last year when its offensive line wore down at the end of that game. And Ohio State just had a huge push on every single snap in the fourth quarter last year in Columbus and either got to Trace McSorley or tackled Saquon Barkley in the backfield and ultimately was was probably the reason Ohio State was able to come back in that one. So there's something... One less thing that Penn State's offensive line has to worry about, and it is it is good news for Penn State. All right, last thing I think Penn State fans need to know this week. College game day signs can be great. They can also be bad. So college game day signs are basically just Twitter responses that are written in Sharpie and shown on national TV for three hours Saturday mornings. They can be clever and funny, but uh, sometimes they can be distasteful and cringeworthy. So with everything that has happened with Urban Meyer, he is going to be back. Uh, he's back this game, obviously was suspended earlier this season for the way he handled allegations of domestic violence against a former assistant coach who has since been fired. I think that, I mean, there are going to be Urban Meyer signs at college game day, but... I urge you, if you are going to game day and you are making a sign, do not make a reference to domestic violence that you think is a quote-unquote joke because it is not funny. It will not be funny no matter what you think or your friends think. It is a bad idea. Penn State has still not had a true road game um, on college game day since the Sandusky scandal happened, and you have to wonder when Penn State does go on the road for game day, if that does happen sometime soon, you can kind of imagine what some of the signs could be, and it's it's it would be very bad, and they would be in just hard... You can imagine some of the... If you read internet comments, what some of the distasteful things that could be said. So making fun of Ohio State is great and all, but just do so with some semblance of respect for victims of assault and violence while you're representing Penn State on a national stage. All right, so those are the three things I think Penn State fans should know this week. We're going to keep talking college game day in our next segment with a look at who could possibly be the guest pickers when college game day broadcasts from Old Main Lawn on Saturday. Before we get into that, a word from Locked On Nittany Line sponsor, My Bookie. So I know a lot of people have ramped up their betting with football season started, and people have actually asked me for advice since I started this podcast about who to bet on. And here's the thing, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you do, I urge you to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. 
And that's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, my bookie is your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is super easy to use. All right, and here's a special offer for locked on listeners. If you use the promo code ONCOLLEGE25 when you sign up with my bookie, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar on deposits up to $1,000. So the promo code is ONCOLLEGE25. That's O N C O L L E G E 25. And if you use that when you're signing up as a new user, my bookie will match your deposit. Also, another way to get some extra money with my bookie, they're slammed right now with new bettors, and my bookie wants to give everyone the best service possible. So if you're willing to wait to make a deposit until after 7 p.m. Eastern time, my bookie will give you an additional $25 of free play on deposits over $100. So that's, that's how you're going to get your extra cash with MyBookie, and it's going to give you a great chance to win. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Locked on Nittany Lines is also brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is back. Fantasy football season is back. And FanDuel has more ways to win than ever before in 2018. If it, FanDuel's not just your typical fantasy football they have so many different types of games, so many different types ways to win. They have a huge survivor pool. They have a gridiron pick'em contest each week with prizes uh, with ten thousand dollars up for grabs. They have a new guru tool that makes building smarter lineups simple for fans of all skill levels. It will make you confident that you are putting your best team on the field. FanDuel has ways to play against friends, and they also have a new beat the score contest where instead of having to come in first place amongst a big sea of competitors, you just have to be a preset score. So FanDuel has more ways to win than ever before in 2018, and locked-on listeners can get $20 in free play money when they sign up with FanDuel if they go to fanduel.com slash locked on. So go to fanduel.com slash locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, today, and you get $20 when you sign up. All right, we are moving on in today's Locked On Nittany Lions into our second segment here. We're going to continue talking about college game day, but we're going to try to figure out who should be Penn State's game day guest picker on Saturday when they uh, the ESPN show broadcast from Old Main Lawn. The picking is the best part of game day. It's a three-hour long show, um, but it really boils down to the last 10 minutes of the show are, are by far the highest in entertainment value. And uh, for the last couple of years, Game Day has brought in a celebrity fan or someone connected to the program where they're picking uh, to make them, you know, to help them do guest picks in, in the segment where they pick all the games on Saturday. There are a lot of good options for Penn State here. Uh, last year, when Penn State hosted game day for the Michigan game, Kajana Carter, former running back, was the guest picker. And uh, they also, in 2016, when Penn State played in the Big Ten title game against Wisconsin, Keegan-Michael Key, who does a dynamite James Franklin impression, uh, was the guest picker then. Keegan-Michael P- Key excuse me, was also on the show last year. Uh, when the game day broadcasted in Times Square for an episode. So he might make a return. Who knows? But here here are my top four choices. 
of of who I think should be the game day guest picker. I'm, these aren't in any order. I'm just going to read them off. One of my picks is Grant Haley. So Haley scooped up and scored that touchdown against Ohio State two years ago. And Grant Haley will score. That's a call Penn State fans will never forget. They'll be able to play that highlight. He'll be able to come out, get a lot of cheers. Might be a good luck charm, too. Get him back in Happy Valley for this game against Ohio State. Grant Haley uh, was trying to make it as a safety. He was uh, undrafted. Was with Giants in training camp, but uh, did get cut before the regular season started. So, unfortunately, he's not an NFL team, but he might have some time to at least stop by State College this Saturday and make some picks. Might be good luck for Penn State. Another option I think could work, Allie Krieger. She is one of the most decorated Penn State athletes of the last decade. She was a soccer star at Penn State from 20, uh, 2003 to 2006, and she's since made 98 appearances with the U.S. women's national team in the last decade. She was a mainstay at defense for that team in both the 2011 World Cup and the 2015 World Cup. Uh, they won it when the U.S. won the World Cup in 2015 in the latest appearance. So she's been a star on that team. She's a winner. She's a great athlete, great Penn Stater. I bet she'd be a great game day picker as well. All right, third option I'm going to throw out there is Junas Suatamo, who is a former Penn State basketball player and is also a seven-foot actor from Finland. And he is now famous for playing Chewbacca. Yeah, so ESPN actually did a fun little, uh, one of those 30 for 30 shorts where it's like maybe 12 or 15 minute little documentary about how this guy went from just being a kid in Finland to playing basketball for Penn State to becoming an actor and to becoming <laughs> to becoming Chewbacca, a beloved character in one of the most famous film franchises of all time. Uh, so the seven footer, he had some. He, he he had some moments for Penn State. Was a uh, got a decent amount of time back in uh, the mid two thousands, the Ed DeCellis era. He began being a body double for the original Chewbacca actor Peter Mayhew uh, when they redid uh, when they brought out the new Star Wars film in twenty. I guess it was twenty sixteen, um, and then he has become the full time Chewbacca in the last couple of years. He was in the the Last Jedi, which came out in late 2017, and then in the uh, the Han Solo movie, which was uh, 2018. So he could be fun to have on if you want someone with who's used to wearing an animal mask. He, he could definitely help Corso with that, and you get you probably get Lee Corso doing a Chewbacca Wookie growl roar type thing. That'd be good TV. All right, number one pick. Number well, I said I wasn't ranking this, but this this is the pick that I would want to see the most. It would be Ty Burrell, who is a star of Modern Family, uh, Emmy oh, Emmy winning actor. Ty Burrell is uh, he went to Penn State for grad school. He's actually an Oregon fan. He's from Oregon, maybe likes Oregon a little more than Penn State, but Penn State's not playing Oregon, so he also does like Penn State, and he also knows Keegan Michael Key pretty well. So they actually uh, went, they were at Penn State at the same time and they know each other pretty well. And I think like maybe if you have Ty Burrell out there and 
you know, you need something at the end to bring in Keegan-Michael Key, dresses James Franklin. You get that all, you know, with Corso's pick, who knows what he's going to do. You know, I think there's a way to incorporate all of those things to make some really good TV. So I would love to see Ty Burrell out there on Saturday. Not sure if his schedule is busy or what, but whoever is the guest picker, game day will be fun broadcast uh, at Old Main there at Penn State. Let me know if I forgot anyone obvious who should be the game day guest picker, or let me know what your picks are. You can tweet at us at LockedOnNittany, or you can tweet at me, that's at SPianovich, that's at S-P-I-A-N-O-V-I-C-H. Let me know who you like on the list, who you don't like, who I forgot, all that stuff. All right, we'll have our Big Ten Power Rankings coming up in a minute, but real quick, I wanted to tell you about Locked On sponsor Vivid Seats. If you're looking for Penn State, Ohio State tickets this week, or just tickets to any game or event, I highly recommend checking out Vivid Seats. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. And to make things even better, there's an exclusive promo code for Locked On Nittany Lions listeners. New users of Vivid Seats can get $20 off their first order of $200 or more by using the promo code Locked On with Vivid Seats. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And if you use that promo code at checkout, you get $20 off your first order of $200. Every purchase on Vivid Seats is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, we are back here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Going to close out today's show with our updated Big Ten Power Rankings after four weeks of college football in 2018. We'll start at the bottom, and it still is Rutgers. Rutgers has now lost its last three games by a combined score of 149-30. to That includes losing to Buffalo by 29 points at home last week. It would be very surprising if Chris Ash still has a job in two and a half months. All right, moving on. 13th this week, Nebraska. Man, the Huskers did have a first in the Scott Frost era this weekend. It was not their first win. However, it was their first time they got blown out under Scott Frost. They lost 56-10 to Michigan. Nebraska's 0-3, and the rebuild under Frost might take a little longer than we thought. Number 12, I'm moving Illinois up one spot this week. Illinois did have a lead against Penn State in the second half. And the Illini, maybe they'll be a little more competitive than, than previously thought in conference play. But, no, not the... There were some positive signs for that for that program against the, the Nittany Lions, for sure. Number 11 in this week's power rankings, Purdue. The Boilermakers finally got a win. They beat ranked team. They beat Boston College on their home turf. But they're still 1-3. And they have to be 11th in this ranking because they did lose to Northwestern in week one. 
Northwestern is number 10 in these power rankings. The Wildcats are 0-2 since beating Purdue. They didn't play last week, uh, but I don't expect it to get much easier because they have uh, their next two games are against Michigan and Michigan State. Minnesota is number 9 in this week's power rankings. Gophers, they, they looked lousy. They got drubbed 42-13 to by Maryland on Saturday. PJ Flex team was 3-0 in the non-conference before that, but not a very promising sign there. Indiana is number 8 this week. The Hoosiers, they gave Michigan State a game on Saturday in Bloomington. They had it within a touchdown in the fourth quarter, but couldn't quite get the W. Indiana, you know, probably, again, it's going to be semi-tough to get to six wins just because they are in the Big Ten East. But the good news is they play Rutgers next week, and that, or this week, I should say, and that should be able to get them to 4-1. and one. Maryland is seventh in this week's power rankings. The Terps are a pretty confusing team because they got blown out by, that blowout to Temple just is so weird. They had a blowout loss to Temple, which, honestly, that might be the only thing keeping them out of the top 25 at this point because their win at Texas looks really good right now, and they just beat a previously undefeated Minnesota team by nearly 30 points. So that's where things stand in College Park. Iowa is sixth this week. Boy, the Hawkeyes had their chance on Saturday night. Had a fourth-quarter lead over Wisconsin the whole game. They're up 17-14 to with a minute left. Gave out a gave up a touchdown to the Badgers with 57 seconds left. Alex Hornibrook found AJ Taylor for a 17-yard score. Uh, Iowa ended up giving the ball back, and Wisconsin scored again to make it seem a lot more lopsided than it was. But boy, that that one has to sting for Kirk Ferentz and, and company because they had they had Wisconsin where they wanted them. They held them to 14 points for almost the whole game, and uh, that has to sting. Has to sting a lot for the Hawkeyes who are. Uh, Stuff could still go right, and they could maybe win the Big Ten West, but that was that was their best chance right there, and uh, they let it slip away. Michigan State is fifth in this week's Big Ten Power Rankings. Spartans, they uh, two weeks after losing Arizona State, got back on the field, got eked out a win against Indiana and Bloomington. Hey, it's a Big Ten win on the road. They're 1-0 in conference play. Not really looking like they're a threat to win the conference at this point, but... They, they, they could sneak up there. They're, they still got a lot of talent on that team. Wisconsin is fourth this week. Badgers, again, they're in the driver's seat in the Big Ten West. They would probably need that. They would need to lose twice for Iowa to have a chance. And that means Iowa would have to win at Penn State among all its other games. So Wisconsin looks like it, it's going to win the Big Ten West again, but they're not looking like the top five, top ten team that many people thought they were at the beginning of the season. Michigan is third in this week's power rankings. Michigan is has a good offense now. It, it looks like things are clicking for Shea Patterson and Jim Harbaugh and that offense. They put up 56 against Northwestern. They've scored at least 45 points in each game since losing and only putting up 17 against Notre Dame in week one. The Wolverines are absolutely a threat to win the conference, and... I, I'd be surprised if they're not favored in every game they play, including that game against Penn State, until they play Ohio State at the end of the season. Penn State is second this week in these power rankings. They, again, it was a weird game. We talked about it on Monday's show. Weird game in Illinois, but they got a 39-point win. Biggest game of the season coming up here will uh, really determine what what path they're going to be on for the rest of 2018. And then Ohio State is first in this week's power rankings. Buckeyes, 
had another non-conference game because they played Rutgers earlier in the season. So they played Tulane last week. No trouble, even without Nick Bosa. Urban Meyer was back. All eyes are going to be on Happy Valley and what the Buckeyes do there this weekend. So those are our Big Ten Power Rankings. And that will do it for today's Locked On Nittany Lions. Make sure you join us for the rest of the week. We'll have three more jam-packed shows to get you ready for Buckeyes Nittany Lions on Saturday night. We'll have insight from people who know Penn State, insight from people who know Ohio State. We'll have a top five countdown. We'll have our Penn State trivia of the week. We'll have our big question of the week and much more. So make sure you tune in later this week. I will talk to you on Wednesday.